Adam and Eve, were they real people? This is Ken Ham, author, speaker, and blogger on science and the Bible's reliability. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now, today's guest on the phone with us is a familiar voice on the radio with his short feature, Answers in Genesis. Yes, we're excited to be talking today with author, speaker, blogger, and biblical apologist, Ken Ham. Thank you for joining us. Hi, it's uh, great to be with you. Now, Answers in Genesis is described as an apologetics ministry. Can you explain to our audience what you mean by that? Well, you know, when people hear the word apologetic, sometimes they think, oh, you mean apologizing. Well, no, not at all. In the Bible, in 1 Peter 3.15, we read a passage there that tells us to be always ready to give a defense or an answer to people when they ask us concerning, you know, our faith. And the word that's translated defense or answer is the Greek word apologia. And the Greek word apologia is the word from which we get a word apologetics, and the sense of meaning of the word is to give a logical reason defense of the faith. And so we're an apologetics organization, the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, they're apologetics Christian-themed attraction. And so what we're doing is we're equipping people with answers to the secular questions and statements of our day that attack and undermine the authority of the Bible, particularly beginning in the book of Genesis, and so we're equipping the church, we're equipping young people, we're challenging non-Christians uh, that the Bible's history is true and the gospel based on that history is true. And when they object with all these questions about the Bible and science supposedly disproving the Bible and how can you trust it and how do you know there's a God and where did the Bible come from and how did Noah get the animals on the ark and what about dinosaurs and so on, we give them apologetic teaching. In other words, we give them answers to help them understand the Bible's history is true. That's why the gospel based in that history is true. Great. Now, your program is called Answers in Genesis. So if somebody hadn't heard that program yet and they tuned in, uh, what's the makeup of that program? What will they hear? Well, the program is just a short program, a short daily feature, uh, where what I do is sort of ask a question, if you like, and give an answer and deal with all sorts of issues of the day. It could be uh, you know, various moral issues, like today uh, we often see in the newspaper uh, topics concerning gender and marriage and abortion, so we'll deal with those topics, or uh, we'll see articles coming out every day about geology, biology, astronomy that seem to promote the evolutionary ideas of millions of years and Big Bang and so on, and so I'll deal with those, and uh, or just general questions that people have about the Bible, you know, how do you know the Bible is true, and how do you answer questions like where did Cain get his wife, and, and actually I've learned to be able to give answers to those in a very short time period, give one-minute answers to things like, well, how to explain dinosaurs, well, how to get the animals on the ark, and then people hear those answers, and although they're just big-picture answers, it really challenges a lot of people, and we've heard many, many testimonies over the years where because of that uh, short daily feature on radio, people have been intrigued to go and check out more answers on our website, and we've heard people tell us that as a result, they've even been saved and won to the Lord, so... Uh, it really is an important uh, daily feature, and a lot of times it really creates yeah. a lot of interest to get more answers. 
Now, scientists uh, look at uh, the natural and theologians look at the supernatural, yet in verses such as uh, Romans 1.20, uh, we're told that creation itself is a testimony to mankind and the very presence of God and that people are without excuse that God exists. How does God reveal himself through nature? Well, you know, there's many, many ways that he does that. You know, when I was debating Bill Nye, Bill Nye is a science guy, a number of years ago, and we were talking about those issues, and uh, I said to Bill Nye, look, if, if you believe the whole universe came about by natural processes, why are there laws of nature? I mean, there are laws of chemistry, there are, there's laws of mathematics, you know, laws of physics. There, there are laws that are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Why would those laws even be there? Where did they come from? In an evolving universe, why don't we expect them to change anyway? And how did they come about? Well, what about the, the laws of logic? I mean, where does logic come from? If everything evolved by natural processes, how do you know you can really trust what anyone else is saying, or you're understanding it the same way they are, how do you know we're not as half logic like now? How do you how do you explain that in a naturalistic universe? Which of course you can't. It's only the fact that there's a creator God who set up the laws of nature and the laws of logic which operate today. But we we can even look at lots of other things like DNA. DNA is that molecule of heredity uh, that makes up our genes, our chromosomes, that builds humans or a dog or a cat. DNA is in everything that's living on, on, on this planet. And if you take the DNA of a human, it's like a whole library of books with all these instructions on how to make this or that you know, build a heart or a kidney or whatever, how to build a human, all these instructions. But then you've got to have a, a language to read and understand the instructions. And DNA actually has the information to make the language to read the information. Now, if you're going to reject God and say there's no God, somehow matter had to form this information. We've never seen matter produce one bit of information. But in the DNA of living things on this planet, there are literally zillions of bits of information. I mean, if, if, if life arose by natural processes, one of the laws of nature would be that matter produces information. But matter doesn't produce information. There's no such thing. And not only that, matter never produces a language. Languages always come from an intelligence. The information in our DNA is, led, is read by our language. So just looking at DNA, you realize life would be impossible if there's no God. Now, under the Bible says, in Romans uh, 1.20, as you quoted before, if you don't believe in God, you're without excuse, because it is so obvious as a God. It, it's nonsense to believe that life arose by itself. No, a creator God who exists in eternity, one who has all knowledge, all wisdom, created life created this universe and we see that reflected in the things that are made. We're visiting with Ken Ham, whose ministry also includes a highly acclaimed Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, a full-size replica of Noah's Ark. And we'll return to our phone conversation with Ken Ham in just a moment, so stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. Now, all of our podcasts are there, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, 
post on Instagram, or tweet us on Twitter. Now, let's return to our talk with Ken Ham as he talks about how he became interested in creation and his ministry, Answers in Genesis. Ken, I'm wondering how and when God started to reveal all that to you, just the importance of studying creation. Well, you know, I was brought up in a Christian home in Australia, and my parents were ones who stood on the authority of God's Word and taught us from God's Word. And when I went to school, high school in particular, and had textbooks for the first time that said we came from ape-like creatures and that everything happened from the Big Bang billions of years ago and everything arose by chance, random processes, arose as an incredible conflict between that and what the Bible said that God created, and he created kinds of animals according to their kind and so on. And so I talked to my parents about that. We, we didn't have all the answers that we have today. We didn't have all the books that, for instance, Answers in Genesis produced. We didn't have radio mm-hmm. programs, Christian radio programs that gave answers. But I recognized that there's no way life could have come about by chance random processes. And I also recognized, hey, the Bible's biology makes sense because it says that God created kinds after their own kind. Well, dogs only produce dogs, cats only produce cats, elephants only produce elephants. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make sense that ape-like creatures evolved into humans. Of course, that, that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit at all. And it was really when I was a, a teenager that I started to really delve into these issues and study them more and more and more so that uh, I would know, as a Christian, that I would know how to answer those who say, see, the Bible can't be true because of evolution. And by the time I then graduated from university and became a teacher, I was able to teach the students that evolution was not true, science had not proven it, and in actual fact, observational science in genetics and geology and biology and astronomy confirmed the Bible's history. You know, you seem to be, at that age, the exception. When you look at surveys like what the Barna Research Group did that says that two-thirds of young people, when they reach college age, will depart from the church. And uh, I remember meeting a uh, youngster that um, I saw grew up in the Christian home, and uh, she had a very faithful uh, family uh, that was very diligent in God's Word, and then she went off to college. And then uh, I saw her later on and asked her how her Christian faith was, and she said, I'm an atheist. And I asked, well, what happened? How did that happen? And she said, my instructors, they showed me the way. How would you speak to that? Well, you know, it's interesting. When I was brought up, my father was a teacher, but he was also aware that there were people who were trying to undermine the Bible, and he was always researching the liberal critics to find out what they were saying Hmm. and teaching us as kids answers so that we wouldn't doubt God's Word and be led astray. When I look back on it, he was teaching us apologetics to be able to defend the Christian faith. And that's why, when it came to the conflict between evolution and the Bible, because of what my parents and my father had already taught us and had shown that he could give answers to these liberal critics, I recognized that we needed to search for answers, and instead of doubting God's Word, I was skeptical of man's Word. And I I praise the Lord for parents who did that. That's one of the reasons why I believe we're in apologetics ministry today, because Uh, Young people like the one that you just spoke of there, so many of them have come through churches and homes where they've never been taught apologetics. They've never been equipped with answers to know that you can trust God's Word and have answers in geology, biology, astronomy, anthropology. They get to college and they're taught all this information that contradicts the Bible 
And so they start to think, well, you know, as scientists have shown the Bible's not true, and they walk away from the church. What a difference it makes when you start uh, raising up kids at a young age with the answers. And I've had many, many, many families tell me that uh, the ministry of answers in Genesis, the apologetic teaching, those answers have so helped them and their children to maintain their stand on the Scripture. And I've had others come and tell me they were just like that young lady you were talking about, walked away from the Christian faith, but when they came across the answers that were available today uh, in all these different areas, it brought them back and they committed their lives to the Lord. So teaching apologetics is so very, very important, and churches need to do it and families need to do it so that we make sure that they're not going to be led astray to doubt God's Word. Give them those answers and train them up uh, the way that we should. Oh yes, as the Bible stresses to us in Ephesians 6 verse 4, to bring them, our children, up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Yes, that's so important. And we thank Ken Ham for his talk with us today. Ken Ham's ministry, Answers in Genesis, has a vast outreach through the media, their Creation Museum, and the Ark Encounter, which is a full-size replica of Noah's Ark. So to find out more, just go to their website at AnswersInGenesis.org. Again, that's AnswersInGenesis, one word, dot org, O-R-G. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. All of our contact information is there as well. Also, we brought our podcast to YouTube. That's right. It's a visual look at our guests as we talk with them on our program. So check it out by going to our YouTube channel, Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby on YouTube. So do take a moment to let us know about you, even if it's just where you're listening from. And if you have another moment, we'd love to hear your feedback about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.